it won't play. <laughs> of, 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 of fucking course. course. <laughs> That's Monday for you, David. Listen. All right, so. <laughs> that that's what's going on this Monday. But hey, you know, I, I feel like you guys know where you are, are you're at at this point. This is the Earth <laughs> is Ghetto podcast. My name is Sid Witch of Brigitte's Noir, and I have my amazing co-host. We have a problem this morning, but go ahead, Becky. <laughs> girl, <laughs> girl, it's Erin, your favorite bush queen, giving you all the tea and all the shade. Girl, let me tell you, she said, girl, not today. It's Monday. I don't feel like playing the song. Listen, and that's the- <laughs> I'm not wondering... Now I'm like, okay, now you got to see if the other video is going to play, child. Okay. Bitch, uh, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> Listen, we spent so much time researching, y'all. But in the meantime, <laughs> I just want to um, thank everybody for coming to listen to us and to support us. This is a Black queer podcast where you need to remember that if you are over here, that being queer is African. So we are um, coming up with some, to- had some topics today that I really wanted to make sure that we... Um, Uh, spoke about because I feel like this is way more serious than we're alluding to or at least what the news is alluding to because right now if you turn on the news we still looking at Jada I I don't know why the fuck we looking at Jada I don't know why the fuck we looking at Will Smith but but I honestly believe that if anything this is just a distraction from shit like this because they need to put up on the smoke and mirrors so that we're not actually seeing the way that they're shafting us uh, behind our back. So, hey, distract. Um, uh, yeah, now, I do want to go ahead and have, um, there's an article that's already attached. So I'm going to have Erin um, go ahead and read some from there. But I need people to, to know that before he starts, this should be terrifying to each and every one of you. Mm-hmm. These anti-trans bills, we've already talked about the anti-trans bill that's already there in place in Texas. And now, of course, you know, it's the South, so it spreads, the red spreads like wildfire. So um, they've come to uh, Aaron's state to be like, hey, what's up? We're not oppressing any people over there, um, at least not 24-7. It's more like a 18, yeah. So we got to like put our, our foot on the neck real quick. And this is kind of really what it's been about. So buckle up. Uh, <clears throat> so let me tell girl, Governor Kay Ivey, governor of Alabama, stated, there are very real challenges facing our young people, especially with today's societal pressures and modern culture. I believe very strongly that if the good Lord made you a boy, then you are a boy. And if he made you a girl, then you are a girl. We should especially protect our children from these radical life-altering drugs and surgeries when they are at such a vulnerable stage in life. Instead, let us all focus on helping them to properly develop into the adults God intended them to be. Let me stop right there. Why the fuck are you bringing God into a law, like a bill that you're assigning? Why is God and law in the same sentence? Separation of church and state. I don't understand. Yeah, because it's a myth. There is no such thing as the separation of church and state. And we see that especially in the South. Um, literally, like, this is how these people get elected, is talking about their faith and what devout Christians they are, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think people need to understand that this, this bill is literally going to be throwing people in jail and causing a rash of suicides among children which for some reason they seem to be so okay with. Um, 
I'm crossing my fingers for some of these videos, y'all. And then <laughs> she, um, it also says, so the Alabama House of Representatives voted 66 to 28 for legislation to make it a felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison for a doctor to prescribe puberty blockers or hormones or perform surgery to aid to the gender transition of people under age 19. First of all, no one's saying that they're having surgeries under... What's ha- People are still we, thinking we that we're talking time. about giving them fucking surgery at age eight years old. We're not saying they're getting fucking surgery before 18. Bro, listen, it, it's, it's, uh, it's really crazy to me because I feel like at this point, they're just trying to be obtuse because it's literally against the law for a child under the age of 18 to receive any type of surgery, which remember the world still looks at as elective. That's, that's first of all. And then secondly, puberty blockers, we have already seen after all of the experiments have been done, please Google and take a look, that puberty blockers actually have no type of long-term effects on a child. So if they ever want to stop taking puberty blo- blockers, because you know the straights are always like, what happens when they uh, change their minds? If it happens, it just means they go through puberty and they just don't take the blockers anymore. It's pretty simple. Um, and you have to remember that gender affirming care is not just puberty blockers. It's not just hormones, which by the way, you have to go through so much therapy to even be able to get. They don't just give you hormones. I'm, it's, it's really crazy to me because I feel like at this point we are just, it's just the cognitive dissonance for me. It is just purposeful um, where we are looking at little kids saying, oh, the, the, the reason why we think you're fucked up is because you're actually, you're being yourself when in actuality and, and your parents support it. Oh, now we got to put you in jail. Um, they just want people to go back in the closet. It's like the whole thing with don't say gay in Florida. Notice that we're still all, all talk about just the South. Um, we, we're in a fucked up space. Absolutely, girl. It's, it's giving handmaid's tale. It's giving stone ages. We're all fucked. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> A hundred percent. But I'm playing. Um, can bit. we play a video? Okay, yay! All right, let's get to it. One of the most horrifying anti-trans bills has just been passed in our country. Alabama lawmakers have passed a bill banning gender-affirming medication for transgender youth, but that's not all. It makes providing gender-affirming care a felony, punishable by ten years in prison. It restricts school restroom access. It forces school staff to out LGBT students to their parents, and it bans the discussion of LGBT issues in school. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. What the Republicans are doing is genocide. Bills like these are going to cause trans youth to unalive themselves. It's going to force parents to flee the state. And I think that's what the GOP wants. I am the mother of a transgender teenager, and he is horrified at what's happening in this country, and he is scared. If you are watching this video, now is not the time to be silent. If our representatives won't listen to us, it's time to grab a sign and march. And I feel like this is absolutely what they want. They want, like, people who are, like, they don't want us here. They want us to move out. Remember, usually they would, t- they would tell us that, hey, go back to Africa. They don't know where to tell these people to go back to. So they just know that, guess what? It can't be here. Let us make you as uncomfortable as humanly possible right fucking here so that you will come dressing the way I want, using the bathroom that I decide that you should be using, learning what I say you should learn, and fuck any type of actual education. Um, I- that's, that's just really where we are. What gets me is the fact that now 
um, teachers have to out, like if they find out that their kid is trans or queer, they have to out them, out them to their parents. And we know the shit that LGBT folks go through. Not all families are accepting. Hello, they could probably get their ass beat. They could probably get their ass kicked out the house or even killed. Killed. Happens killed. Between- we've we've seen it. We've seen parents. Oh my god. So why? If, if a parent can throw you out of the house and say, "Guess what? The Bible told me so." What does that mean for your life? So why the fuck are they like? Why would they want to out? It doesn't make sense to me. But you claim to care about the kids so much and the protection and the safety. But you want to out them to possibly abusive ass parents. It doesn't make any sense. As if there, we have teachers already complaining that a lot of these children's home situations are not the best. We already have people saying that a lot of teachers saying that they have to do so much extra because some of these kids' home situations aren't great. Now you are telling that these teachers to now become enemies of their own fucking students. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some messages from Wilton. Hey boo, I haven't seen you. Hello, I ain't seen I ain't heard from y'all in like two weeks. Oh, we yeah. been here. <laughs> it's been a month to be honest. I miss you, Wilton. I don't understand I mean, why that slap was that big of a deal. Like, I really don't understand. That's because it wasn't. It's just a distraction. That's crazy that they have to they supposed to tell the parents. Like it's not something you shouldn't have to do anyways. You shouldn't be and... adding people. I know with me, when I was younger, I never told anybody about my sexuality because of some of the things that I had family members say, like my brother, he said that he would beat, if he had a brother that was gay, he would beat his ass and he don't know now. That was years ago we said that, probably about 15 years ago. And I still haven't told, and I still haven't told anybody. What? Well... It look, I've that's heard it all That's not, I, I just, I feel so bad because nobody should have to live that way. That's fucked up that this is the environment that you niggas decide you want to go ahead and put us in. Where we can't even be open with our own families because patriarchy got you in such a fucking chokehold. I'm telling you, it's a cult. If, you know what, let me stop. It's Marcel. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> what's good? Hey, Erin, what's good, Sid? Shout out to the room. What's up, y'all? Man, I I just read the first paragraph, and I am just, I'm so over. I mean, Alabama? Like, come on. These are the same motherfuckers that don't want to make incest, you know, like, illegal when it comes to rape or when it comes to um, pregnancies and things like that. Like, y'all, I can't stand it. But uh, the fact that they want to give you up to 10 years in, in, in prison, um, on top of that, the age is wild as fuck to me. You know what I'm saying? I understand if the kid's like one years old, you know, but 19, by then you've already hit puberty. And I feel like they know this. That's why they want to try and block it. It's absolutely bullshit. I'm just, I don't know. The government's worried about people's bodies versus worrying about real shit out here. Like it's just a mess. I'm still stuck on the fact because, again, when she, when the governor of KIV looking like a snapping turtle, when she <laughs> um made that speech, she had. I'm still shook. Why the fuck is she talking about God in the same as as putting this law down? Talking about I believe if God made you this, and that's why I'm gonna pass it. Bitch, stop separation of church and state. Apparent supposedly, but it's not given that. 
Not everyone in this fucking country is a Christian. Stop talking about God and government. But hell, apparently, I can't say that I'm surprised, though, because, again, Christianity is everywhere. It's in our fucking currency, our money. It's in the fucking national anthem, that, that racist-ass anthem. You have to put your hand on the Bible to be the president. Well, if the president was an atheist, why can't it be? If Obama was Muslim, like they swore he was, why yeah. is some of you hoes so shook? A black Muslim. They're going to have flashbacks to Malcolm X. Ooh. That's very scary for them. That sounds like a very scary time uh, for them. Anyway, um, uh, uh, Wilson, and then we have Hunter. I have a whole lot of family members that like that, and they—it's wild. Look, I have a family reunion in about a month, and I—I'm ready. I'm ready for these hoes. Look, like, cause you know how family members do. You got a girlfriend yet? Bitch, you see, oh my I got my, you, bitch, don't play with me, because you know what the tea is already. But I'm, I'm, listen. no. <laughs> and, and listen, and we're not even just talking about regular relatives. We're talking about island relatives. Bitches who will walk up to you and be like, oh, you, you got so fat. Jesus Christ, what happened? That's their <sighs> fucking hello. So how do you think they do with homophobia? Use your imagination. Um, hundreds. I don't know if my first message went through or not, but I'm going to send it again. Um, good morning to you two beautiful souls on the panel. Um, I hope you're having a good morning. And shout out to the, everybody in the audience, including to my girl, Marcel. I hope you're doing well, too, mama. Um, you know, I think it's funny, too, that's being thrown around about this bill is that there's this whole narrative about this Southern morale that, you know, um, this is getting a lot of support from a lot of Southerners. And they're saying, you know, like us Southerners, us down South, you know, we have this high moral standard and we really care about the welfare of our children and them, you know, being manipulated or tricked to be into this lifestyle that they don't know, they don't understand and comprehend. And it's like, Y'all are so concerned about teenagers essentially having enough abstract thinking, abstract thinking to where they actually can self-identify to whatever um, gender or sexuality that they want to. But they're concerning themselves about that, but they're not concerning themselves with the fact that in the South, in one of their Southern states, I believe it's in Tennessee or Mississippi, I'll go look at it right now. Um, they're actually trying to remove the legal age of consent to marriage and make it lower. So it's like... Where's the morale? And let's not pretend like the South has like a, like as if they've ever had a consistent history of sticking to morals and really giving a fuck about people. Um, so this whole right. Southern morale thing, yeah, pretty fucking whack. Irony. Um, it's it, it's really it's really very. It's actually, I'm so glad that you uh, brought that up because that Southern morale. Remember, they're the party of family values and all of that other bullshit. I'm just like, how much therapy is that family in? Because that don't make no fucking sense to me. Um, well, See, with me, my family is small, and there's not a lot of too many cousins or close cousins. But a lot of my relatives, I don't know how my fir all my first cousins think, but I, some of my aunts and uncles and some of their cousins, I've heard them say some things that make me think they didn't like um, gay people. So I don't be around them like that. That's And that's a simple solution. And they don't even, I feel like the, these people do not realize how simple the solution really is. I could just not fuck with you no more. 
I had to tell my mama. She was my mom was like, "Well, why don't you reach out to your uncles and see how they doing?" I said, "Once again, I'm not reaching out to anyone who is not going to quote unquote agree because they love to say I don't agree with it. My existence, <laughs> I know damn well if they knew that I was gay, which I feel like they do already, but right. if I was to come out, they would be my ass or try to be my ass because bitch, I throw those hands." Mm. But yeah, I don't and, have time. And he's not alone. He got listen. They got friends too. Let's let's be very <laughs> let's be very clear. It's not like they gonna be stupid enough to roll up solo dolo to your dumb ass. Like I, I really don't <laughs> understand. And what's worse is the fact that we have other family members like pressuring us to make connections with bigots. Look, these be the Sorry. same family members. These be the same people in your family. You'll be saying, well, you know, family is all you got at the end of the day. And this is, we, blood means everything. No, it doesn't, baby. Family is subjective. If I need fa- to feel the love. very subjective. If I don't feel the love, then I don't want to be in it. Moving on. They even, they even includes my um, brother, too. To be honest, I don't want to be around any of them. I'm... Yeah, I'm about to get away from them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's talk about it. It's the families for me. Like, they be doing the absolute fucking most. Um, I remember I was dating a girl and my stepdad who raised me, um, like, his side of the family has always been cool. Like, I drank with him, smoked with him. Of course, when I was an adult or whatever. But when I came over and shit like that um, with her, it was not any awkwardness <laughs> at all. It just felt like we were just watching the Cowboys get their ass beat once again as a family. <laughs> and then with my mom, on the other hand, it was just like, she's completely different. You know what I'm saying? But still respectful biological dad side. They're going to want to pray. They're going to want to pray. Mm. Bro. It's, it's, I feel like it's getting to the point where we are so fed up and so sick of it that I can't understand how they still want us to have relationships with them as adults. I feel like that's the shit that's killing me because you didn't treat me well when I was a child. Now I have choices. The fuck? That's, um, I'm going to have to send you this because I saw an article hosted, made by a black queer person. 64% of black LGBT people do not have a good relationship with their parents, which makes sense, <laughs> to be honest. I feel like it really reflects. I feel like it really reflects because it's definitely more than half that. Um, and, and remember, those that statistic completely pans out because when we look at the homeless um, queer youth, there's a, a big, a huge chunk of them are black queer children that they're kicking out of their home. So it makes perfect sense. And Think about it. Why do you want to go back to those people? You didn't fuck up. You didn't go ahead and and crash somebody's car. You didn't get on drugs. You didn't go ahead and do the things that parents are supposed to kick you out for. No, you decided to be honest. How am I supposed to have a relationship with that later? And they really just suspect this is just, you know, just forget about it. That, yeah, it happened, but it, that was a long time ago. No, like that shit is traumatizing and they don't understand that. You, this ain't something that you can just pray away and it'll be okay. Girl, that pray the gay away shit. I, I I tell you, they think they're better than conversion therapy. I just want to let the Baptist church know that you are not. Um, Huntress. 
And it pisses me off how they love to bring God into the situation of, you know, why they're passing these particular laws. And this is coming from someone I am a faith based person. Technically, Um, I do subscribe to a certain faith and religion. But at the same time, though, like I'm aware enough to understand that not everybody believes what I believe in. And I also like don't want to be a fucking bigot and I don't want to ever um, cause any type of fucking hindrance to another person just trying to live and fucking exist. So, um, and I, you know, we all have to fucking live together and exist together. So let's all have, you know, a concrete principle that we can all go by. And so let's remove fucking religion when it comes to legislation that we all have to fucking abide by. Um, so this whole God bringing up shit for, for the, for the evidence of why you're doing certain shit, fucking dumb as well. Thank you, Listen. thank you. Because it's a like face person speaking. Mm-hmm. It's like how do you expect? <laughs> it's like so you expect everyone in this country to go off of what your God told you, probably in your dreams or at one night, girl. I can make up. <laughs> well, God told me. God could tell me a lot of stuff, like girl. <sighs> Listen, <laughs> the prophet Jehovah spoke to me and told me that you can't live in my house no more. Uh, that's <laughs> I'm like, girl, and that's why we had slavery. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like about a week ago, I had an aunt who I don't even miss, who I don't even halfway know or even like like that. She said she don't agree with a uh, gay marriage because I heard my aunt and uncle they were talking about that. And I heard him, and then, as a matter of fact, a few days ago, I had a conversation with a cousin, and somebody, you know, you know how some people are when gay people come on TV, they always got a comment or something, and one cousin, mm-hmm. she don't like gay people, because she got, but she didn't say it directly, and another one, she he brought up the Bible and all that BS. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to not be around, no, basically nobody in my family at all, even my brother's. Yo, I literally, like, I don't deal with none of my family. I've had to cut so many people off since I've moved. Um, I just moved to San Antonio or whatever. And the last week that I was there, y'all, when I tell y'all my biological dad side of the family, who I was just really trying to get to know, when I tell y'all the motherfuckers put me through the ringer, they put me through the ringer. So, like, family, that word, I'm sober people um, using it to like get away with toxic shit that they do like i'm so over that so i had to cut them all off like i'd be wanting my kids to know their cousins and stuff like that i I talk with you know my siblings from that side here and there but besides that bro like they're a strange type of people they they came from this cult like christian hardcore background and you can tell that there's a residue that's left behind on them Mm -hmm. talk about it we're gonna run through these messages. But of course, <laughs> naturally, they're gonna to have to lean on religion because if they were to actually lean on real statistics and facts and actual um, science, their argument wouldn't be backed up remotely. Um, I just saw a study done by Stanford Medical. Um, they did a study to see, you know, how um, how is the mental wellness of a um, transgender teen who went through hormones compared to one who didn't. And of course, what was the outcome? The outcome was the teenagers that were allowed to take puberty blockers or hormones, um, depending on what they were wanting to do, they had a better mental health state as a fucking adult when they were allowed to do their transition starting from a younger age. So it's like when they're 
is clear fucking evidence that you actually are helping the minds of the children by allowing them to go through this process, you know, you're actually doing the opposite. Mm. Yeah. And um, I help you grow. You feel me? I'm not against people being uh, like I'm not. I'm not like a uh, uh, anti-gay or anything like that. It's just that certain things, like health-wise, I think it should be really like discussed and looked at under a different in, in, in small, a bigger uh, microscope. I would hey, love to. Shout out to y'all, Aaron and uh, Sid. I mean, just just giving the. Just giving, I guess, you know what I mean, just a quick thought about the situation and what we what we dealing with here, as far as puberty suppressors and you feel me, sex uh, modifications. You know what I mean? Like, how healthy is that to the body? Really? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking from my face value is having my. <laughs> so. Really, really quickly. Um, I want to know what body modifications that you're talking about, because no child, I, God, straight people. I just listen. Uh, go with me here on this, okay? And and just just open your mind and listen. Children cannot get any body modification surgery ever. It's against the law. The only exception of that. It's for intersex children, which is real. Trans people can also be born. I know. Don't let me blow up your mind right now. But again, <laughs> go with it. So um, a lot of times when they do have intersex children, they force the parents to choose what sex the baby is so they can go ahead and do surgery. So remember, that is not the child's decision. That is the parents. So again, that's still, so damn, I thought there was an exception. There still ain't no exception. So yes, children <laughs> cannot advocate for themselves in a way to go ahead and get any kind of body modification surgery. The only things they can do, hear me, they can do puberty blockers. And again, puberty blockers only come after having intense long-term therapy. Doctors don't just give that shit out. And on top of that, when we look at what happens with, his, uh, with puberty blockers when they stop taking them or if they start taking them again, that they have no actual health effects on the body, period. And again, also for hormones, you have to go through so do you know I know people who have tried to get hormones and failed because they couldn't get through their um, psych evaluations? It's real. So I need y'all to stop thinking that, oh my God, the children. I need what you, and especially, no, for real, and especially for black straight people, I need you to go ahead and start talking to the other cishet black men out there who are leaving children behind. That is actually detrimental to society. Not doing something that's going to affirm my child's mental well-being. Two different subjects. Period. Anyway, and for those, um, also for those listening, intersex meaning someone who was born with both male and female genitalia, or male and female hormones, or and or male and female chromosomes. Mm-hmm. They can have testes and a uterus, all kinds of combinations. I need you guys to do me a favor and just start Googling, man. The world is bigger than what you know. That's all. All right. Now, 
Um, you want to get through some of these messages before we uh, go ahead and move on to the next subject? Yeah. Did you want to talk about the pregnancy thing? Oh, yeah. You know what? Ugh. Let's play the video. God damn it. I forgot it gets worse. been fucking months not even years months since the texas law passed literally fucking months and there's literally right now a woman sitting on a in jail for a half a million dollar bond because she used an abortion pill and the sickest shit about this whole fucking thing is that it was a violation of her fucking hipaa rights it was healthcare workers who divulged the information to the fucking cops hey boards of fucking nursing Pay the fuck attention. Pay attention, you worthless sacks of shits. Come out with a statement already. Jesus, you are the reason why our profession looks like fucking jokes. You're corrupt. You don't do anything. You don't stop anti-vax fucking nurses. And now you haven't come out and said, hey, if you are a nurse for a patient and divulge this information, we're going to fucking take your license. You're putting the public at risk. Fuck. Yeah, that's just crazy. So, yeah, she's in prison and half a million dollar bond for taking an abortion pill. And the people that decided to go to the police were the healthcare workers. When I was telling my mom this, she was like, oh, I see what they're trying to do. As soon as I told my mom this story, it's like they're trying to make it so that they can start mandating nurses to do that. That's what is going to end up happening. They're going to end up telling nurses that if you know something and you don't say something, it's going to be like a see something, say something type of thing. And if you don't and we find out this happened, then it could be you that loses your license. I feel like that's why they're being silent, because there are things underway that we do not know of. The undercurrent of this shit should be terrifying for you all. The fact that you guys can even talk about who's getting hormones and who's getting puberty blockers when this kind of shit is going on is beyond me. Right. And plus, like, people need to stop making it seem like they're just getting these pills, like, over the counter. Like, I think people don't understand that you have to go through extensive fucking therapy to even get access to these pills. Like, this is not just something you just go into the, you know, doctor's office one, one day and then the next day you get it. Like, no, you have to go through months long of fucking therapy sessions to, to even get, like validated to even get access to that medication and i me personally i will trust the opinion of a psychiatrist a licensed psychiatrist who devotes their life to this type of um science rather than you know some fucking politician that clearly doesn't know shit about the human anatomy or even the fucking psychological process of a fucking human so i I wish i could snap louder thank you um and i i really want people to know um before we do move on this should be something that is absolutely terrifying to everybody that hears it i don't color creed and everything be damned but especially as black queer folks this should be fucking terrifying to us because that's our brothers our sisters our children coming up that are literally going to be at risk all of us who are here battled suicide. We battled depression. All of us that are still here had to deal with it. And now we're trying to move into a direction where those kids don't have to go through what we went through. And they're trying to make sure that we were the last revolutionary. 
Mm-hmm, absolutely. Girl, it's a mess out here. We're going back to the Stone Ages. I mean, I don't know if anybody wants to watch Handmaid's Tale and just cry and scream, but this is where we're going. Look, um, I started watching that shit, and oh my God, it's so triggering. It's really oh, good, wait. but holy shit, that is some scary stuff. We just got to stop for a moment because I've been waiting for you to do this. I've been waiting for him to watch Handmaid's Tale forever. What do you think and where are you? I'm on, I believe, episode six, um, season two. Um, oh, so so Alfred <laughs> escaped when Alfred escaped and then they caught her and now she's back. And now she's just like kind of just she's out of it. Like she's just brainwashed into the system of theocracy because uh, <laughs> that's really what it is. Yeah. Um, if anybody does not know what Handmaid's Tale is, um, if anybody wants to just get a nice little playbook as to uh, what the next few years are going to look like. <laughs> Basically, Handmaid's Tale is, that's why I say this is some scary shit. All these laws are being passed, taking us backwards. Handmaid's Tale is basically what, it, what America would be like if it was ran by a theocracy, meaning everything is strictly faith-based. Everything is <laughs> strictly off religion. Faith- Faith and white man based. That's it. Faith and so white man based. <laughs> like, do you know the episode that really tripped me out? And I think it was in the beginning too, when all of a sudden, you know, when Alfred's like, uh, um, she's still June and they're just working in their building and their announcement comes that all of your bank accounts are closed, that you you no longer work here. All your money needs to be sent to the only, to the next man that you know. Yep. All the money belongs to your husband. You can't make the, the husband's the breadwinner, right? Head of the house. Your bank account, if you protect and provide, yeah, (laughs) stupid, stupid. Anyway, speaking of, speaking of, Uh we have the next topic because I'm hearing this a lot, especially from from cishead black men. Can you submit Um, to a king? You know what? I also want to know, just out of curiosity, do you ever get can you submit to a king from like um, gay masculine guys? Yes, or has it not? Jesus Christ! It's yeah. Even black queer black queer men who are like super masculine who probably hate themselves for being they be the main one saying, "Can you submit to a king or what can you do for me?" I don't like that shit. That's how strong patriarchy is. It it's it's, it's so it's so crazy to me because we um, especially as uh, and speaking as you know black femmes and black women. Like we've made so much progress to the point where we are more educated. Uh, we are the most edu- We're actually the most educated in the nation right now. Um, and I feel like what's going on is they are so afraid because they, we are out educate them and we also out earn them. And then I feel like it's almost confusing to them because we still say, oh, well, we still want you. No, I don't need you. I want you. Isn't that better? Because, nigga, I thought that was better. But no. <laughs> no, they really That's want not the you way to it put... Goes at all. They want you to put everything on the line. Like, everything, your existence belongs to them. Property. And they would love to be able to treat us like ornaments. Like, the whole protect and provide thing. Like, that we've all had this thing, like, kind of ingrained in us with all of the patriarchy and the conditioning. But I feel like what we're not realizing is how fucked up our relationships actually end up being. And this is for the cis and the gay ones. Like, because we're still taking the patriarchy into our relationships with us. 
we're still trying to figure out who's the top and who's the bottom, who's the who's the head and who's the tail, who's who was the who's the breadwinner and who's the homemaker. Mm-hmm. We we're we're blind and we're so fucked up instead of actually trying to find real partnerships and instead of trying to figure out whose gender role do you fit in, actually think to yourself, what the fuck are you good at? And then bring that to the table. Uh oof, all right, go ahead. <laughs> Flesh to death. Hey Fletch. Good morning, Aaron and Sid. Good morning. Mm-hmm. It's Marcel though. Wilt on Lou and the Huntress. Hope everybody's having a good day so far. Yeah, um, I did not watch The Handmaid's Tale because I heard along the way what it was about. And I just was like, that's just one show I got to put to the side because I'm going to put my foot through the television trying to watch that. I, I just, oh, it's, it's enough. And yes, out and about here in some of these stereo streets, I definitely feel like we're just, just I feel like I'm just tuning into Bedrock. Just watching us <laughs> go back to the Stone Age. Exactly, Aaron. Bedrock. Bedrock up here. A lot of dodo birds walking around claiming <laughs> to be uh, intellectuals. Yo, so many people I want to be. Yo, this whole fucking submission thing is so fucking... See, the thing is, on some real shit, I don't mind like being submissive to a certain degree. Because I feel like, you know, I submit you know, to certain friends. I feel like I submit to certain people. But the times I do submit, it's because I take a step back because simply I'm not good in this environment. And if I see that you can handle this particular situation better than I can, then I don't mind you taking the lead and taking control of this particular environment situation because I'm just simply not fucking good at it. But I need that to be also done the same to me there are just some things i am going to be better at than you there are some things i'm going to be flourishing at that you are not so i feel like what's really crazy is the fact that it's it's something so simple like i submit you submit we we when you're in a relationship you have no choice but to submit to each other like that's that's something that goes both ways. And it's so weird. It's almost like this fucking alien-like thinking when really just the Anglo-Saxons took over. But there's the, the it's it's really this ridiculous type of thinking where it's like I have to do certain things because I'm the man. When we know patriarchy hurts men too just for that exact thing. God forbid you like something outside of what the patriarchy is going to deem masculine. We got niggas who are like, oh, I can't wipe between my butt cheeks. I can't eat dessert. I can't enjoy my food. I can't lick my fingers after I'm done eating chicken. Because no, because somebody's going to think I suck a dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, these are real things that I've, especially like this whole, and they're still talking about it. See, look, this, I saw it a few days ago. They are still having this debate. Is it gay to wipe your own ass? Because apparently... That's sus. You know, they love saying sus. Everything's sus. It's sus to wipe your own ass because that means you like some type of anal play. And that's just sus. And you niggas wonder why you can't get no pissing now and why your hygiene is all fucked up. And you probably got no. fucking skid marks in your underwear and crispy ass crunchy socks in your bedroom. Oh, listen, you know that when he takes off his drawers, them things stand up by themselves. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Fuck out of here. We already know what's going on. And, and, and this is the the the, the craziest uh, part to me, where it's like, this is, oh, by the, by the way, that's also why y'all are dying from prostate cancer. Ooh. 
that that's also a reason why you know yeah. he's killing y'all niggas yeah, they don't you know, get their because you're check. so scared oh my god someone's gonna put their finger in my butthole and then after that i'll know what i want like what are you guys <laughs> thinking what goes through your mind like by the way is your sexuality that fragile girl a finger up the butt that's it that's a, that's how you know you want a dick i, I you know what let me shut up um <laughs> um uh huntress I would need to be with a man who isn't so fucking caught up in his fucking ego. And I need you to be man enough to say, you know what? You are better at this than I am. So let me go ahead and just sit, have several fucking seats and allow you to take control of the situation and lead us in this particular environment. So, yeah. Like I said, but is that really submitting though? Or is that just like being real with yourself and just not putting your fucking tone to something that you don't know nothing about? So is that even like submitting, technically? It's just basically the opposite of mansplaining. It's just deciding to actually listen. <laughs> Y'all ain't fucking lying. You got motherfuckers out here walking around with shit stains in their fucking boxes because you don't want to put a baby wipe between your ass cheeks because you don't like the moisture. You dirty motherfucker, you. That is disgusting. That is <laughs> disgusting, actually. Oh. <laughs> i can't man i can't it's real ghetto we gotta here. laugh we gotta laugh or we're gonna cry okay <laughs> yo this topic is racist as fuck if the topic was earth is bougie can you submit to a white power player that would be the equivalent what oh no you could go <laughs> There's too many things to unpack, and we have an actual show to do. So we're not gonna play with it. Yeah, type of game. Uh, I really don't. So listen, I have a few clips that I would need you guys to hear, um, and and afterwards you're gonna ask if this creator is married. He already married, child. I, I, I checked, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I I did take a look. Um, but I really wanted to get a cis hetero man's perspective on the subject of these gender roles and the whole submission thing, which we seem to be so obsessed with, which I need people to understand is giving slavery teas. When you go into a relationship and I say that I just wanna be able to control you. I've literally had men say, when I have a woman, I, that needs to be something I'm going to control. I need you to get a fleshlight and a dog. I'm weak. I'm a person. That, that, like, you, you don't rule me like that. Oh, was just some weird shit. But that's what the patriarchy has done to us. We have brainwashed ourselves into thinking this is the only way to have the black nuclear family. Fuck off. Well, go ahead, boo. Mm -hmm. Black men don't know their role. Before anybody tries to come in here and invalidate me and say, oh, but you're married. Like, what do you know? When I got married, I was a broke poet slash rapper in Toronto, also working a full-time service job, bartending, serving. When I met my wife, I had four roommates. If you are down bad worse than that, then you shouldn't even be dating people. You know what I'm saying? I want black men to question why they want to be the, the leaders of the home that white patriarchy has introduced to us. Why do you need to be head of your house? Tell me why. Now tell me how effectively you can manage you specifically yourself can manage a household outside of your paycheck. How would you contribute to the life of your family? 
and do it without infantilizing your life partner, who I would presume is your wife. Why would you not want to be a good companion and partner instead? Why would you not want to shed the weight of that heavy, horrible expectation to provide when you could partner instead? Black men mm-hmm. Talk about it. Because again, Listen. I keep saying black men, since they black men, patriarchy is not made for you. It wasn't made for you. So the, it wasn't made for any black person. The same tactics as the white man. Like it's like, do y'all want to be white? Because it's like, damn, a lot of the tactics and the things that y'all be saying and doing, especially to black women, is disgusting. And it's and and this is the thing. And this is not to take any onus off of uh, off of black men, but I do understand. Like, listen, the only makeup that they had to ever model anything after was patriarchy, because anything before that was completely erased from us. Like, they are completely um, ignorant of the fact that before colonization, Africa was um, genderless, non-binary, and matriarchal. Like, we, we don't want to have those conversations. So as far as they're concerned, they still want to hold on to the Willie Lynch letters like the dick they never got. Like, it, it, do you, like it's, it's, it's one of those things that I realize that we, um, have to ex- that we have to accept what the reality is. Sadly, this is the majority of men. And we're talking about Black men specifically. That is the majority of Black men. And that is an issue that we should be discussing. And it's the also men like him need to do more of what he's doing, which is speaking up. Yes, because they're not going to listen to people like me and Sydney. It's like, <laughs> just, like white, just like white people ain't going to listen to white people, ain't going to listen to black people. Just like white people ain't going to listen to black people when we talk about the system and racism. Cishead black men ain't going to listen to black women and black LGBT folks because they already see us as either a weakness or a threat to the black community anyway. So yep. straight black men hold other straight black men accountable. That's what we need more of. And we have just another, I believe we have another video that I, I just want to talk about real quick. Provision does not mean leadership. Protection does not mean leadership. A question for black men again. If you pay all the bills, but she manages your home, runs the way things go, who is the leader of the home, the head of the home then? Provision does not mean leadership. Protection does not mean leadership. Yeah. And, and the reason why I wanted to make sure I played that clip is because there it is so often where they talk about this 50-50. When we see there really is no fucking such thing. Because they want women to not only bring in half the income, and but they're also the only people that are running the house. So not only am I bringing in half the income, I'm also doing 100% of the house. So I'm really bringing 150% and you still got your fucking 50. Mm. Just, just want to put that out there. I don't know where you want to start, boo. I'm going to let you. <laughs> uh, Huntress. <sighs> if I could just... Y'all could just hear me scream hallelujah in the back. I swear to God. Because <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's you're bringing the slave master mentality into your relationship that was taught to you by white people. And then the crazy thing is these same black men are allegedly so pro black lives, black people, black women. But you use white supremacist rhetoric towards black women. All you do is just change the, change the words around. But you be using the same exact fucking wording. 
bro. Like, white supremacists used to tell black men that you were born to, you, you're the way your skull is shaped. You were biologically made to submit to white people. And that's the same shit that y'all tell black women and, and <clears throat> women in general. That we were molded and we were born biologically to submit to you. Like, get the fuck out of here. Also, the argument of, well, back in the day, you know, marriages used to last longer. And the reason why they used to last longer is because the wife was actually in the house and she wasn't out, you know, trying to pursue a career. But she was focused on her family and her husband. First of all, when it comes to black women particularly, when was there a period of time where black women did not work? Black women have always been working. They just were not in corporate spaces because they were not allowed to. But black women have always worked by being housemaids, nannies, taking care of white kids, doing all this other shit. So black women have always been on their feet and fucking working. So wh- wh- what time period are y'all referring to? Right. Ooh. This is why I would like always been working. Black women have always been working. This is a reason, a huge reason why, yes, it makes sense to why they are the most educated. And like, <laughs> Bruh. But that's how you know the patriarchy really is putting a number on black men because they're literally, when they say using the same white supremacist uh, um, talking points, they talk about how the women were in the home in the 50s. And, we're, and of course, black women are like, nigga, when was that for us? Right. Because we always had to do so. Because they were locking your ass up. They were killing you and putting you in jail. We had no choice but to work and to provide for our families. We've always done this. So this imaginary picket fence, house on the prairie, um, lily white bullshit that you're trying to go ahead and enforce upon us is, is ridiculous. And it is so right. They told, us, uh, they told us as slaves that guess what? You're genetically modified to literally submit to me. And then now black men are turning around and saying it to black women. Are you fucking crazy? Yeah, because it, it goes Tough hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. I saw a video clip of a straight black man talking about, well, I can't date black women no more because they just be too loud and they too ghetto and they just like to play the victim. I'm like, hmm, you do know white people said these exact same things about black people and still do how we loud and we like to play the victim, play the race card and all these other things. Again, the tactics that you are using came from your oppressor. It's not working for you, boo. And it's sad. It's sad and it's such a betrayal to your ancestry, especially since we came from a matriarchal society and matriarchal, not just meaning biological woman, but also meaning femme, uh, femme, uh, black people as well. Like we were a matriarchal society. We, and we naturally were the leaders that emasculates y'all to such a degree. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you because just because a person leads in one way doesn't make you less of a man unless that's something that can, can be easily taken away from you. Why is your masculinity so fucking fragile? Girl, like I, I say all the fucking time, no one gave you your manhood. You just had it. So if someone's <laughs> existence, a black woman or a queer people or whoever if someone's existence is emasculating you quote unquote or making you feel left then you never had it to begin with it's not yours let me tell you something the ones listen the straight uh, the, the straight black men that thankfully i know can walk into a gay bar with their gay ass friends and have a good ass time and go home and everything's straight i mean and <laughs> everything's still hetero <laughs> They leave and they're still heterosexual. Like, I really feel like they just paint us as these deviants and these sexual predators 
but it's because they're projecting. They don't want us to know it's them. Ciao. Message. Um, I get all what you're saying and stuff, but can we also talk about where the problem in the household arrives where the female is following the role of the white woman? The black female following the role of the white woman and expecting the black man to adore to that type of role where it doesn't fit the narrative for the black man. Okay, so I'm going to say this because I'm going to hmm, I'm going to try and be graceful because I know um, uh, um, Aaron is not going to. Um, this is what I'm going to say. This is, I'm going I'm to try to be the reasonable one. This is what I'm going to say. Um, the women that want to be provided for and protected, those women who want to be housewives, let me tell you something. That is not something that Black women have been historically. But do you know who has? White women and Hispanic women. Anytime they decide they want to go ahead and have the man go ahead and do all the work, uh, do all the actual labor on the outside, and they take care of the home, that's looked at as normal. Only when Black women do it are they looked at as gold diggers. Only when Black women do it is when they're looked at as something where it's lower or beneath, and you're trying to be like white people. When in actuality, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be taken care of. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm sorry, there isn't. It's about the couple. What do you two do? What do you two agree on as a couple? Because I've seen marriages where the wife goes in trying to be the house, uh, trying to be at home and be the domestic, and realizes, yo, this nigga is so much better at this. I ain't got no patience. I'd rather go back to work. And the man decides to stay home. That doesn't emasculate him. That's him doing a job better than she can do it. It happens. And when you can't deviate your life like that, when you're only thinking about gender roles, that's when it's fucked up. There's nothing wrong with a woman saying, you know what, I want to be a mother and I want to concentrate on just keeping my house and being a mother. You have a choice to do so. And you can find a man who wants those exact things. But my issue is, are you going to treat that woman like a partner? Mm. Are you going to treat that woman like a partner, even though she's not bringing in a check? even though she's saving you all this money and running your whole fucking life and make sure your dick don't fall off. Oh my God. Because you're not going to do nothing. <laughs> okay. Cause to be honest, like you said, some of these niggas, they ain't bringing nothing home, but dick and chicken nuggets anyway. So. <laughs> and, and, and bad credit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so. I, I need people to understand that just because um, a woman wants to live a certain lifestyle doesn't mean that it's, oh, it's automatically just that. What I'm saying is how those people are actually being treated in those relationships. Is that woman being treated equally? Is she being treated like a partner? Or is she being treated like a fucking sidekick where really your opinion doesn't matter because I'm the one that brings in the money? Mm. That's where the issues lie. It's not the fact in wanting to be home and provide for you. Like, there's nothing wrong with all with those things on the surface. We're talking about the fact that it's got it's gotten to be a toxic culture at this point. We got to learn to walk and chew gum at the same time. Right. Like we're talking about nowadays, where you're saying the females are expected to do how much stuff in the household. Let's be fair. How much females are doing stuff in the household? How much females are cleaning up the house, are cooking, females. can cook, are raising their kids, 
properly apart from being on the phones and stuff. And this is what the man has to come home to. So half the time, a man has to go to work, provide and come home and be the leader. And this is a problem that the man, the alpha male, the man that is saying, Something that I noticed, I notice a lot, especially like on this app, when it, like when men talk about men, they just say man. When they talk about women, mm-hmm. they say females. They already don't, but they already believe that we're beneath them. That's, that's <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, we're dogs or something. It's cool. So listen, this is what I'm going to say. Um, it sounds like you're speaking from a place of personal hurt. And I also need you to understand that just because you go to work doesn't mean you can't come home and help me with these fucking kids. I take care of everything. And all you got to do is come, you have to work and come home and maybe help me with bath time. Yes, it may not always be clean. Nigga, do you see all the shit that I am doing? And on top of that, a lot of the women who aren't working and are staying home are still also going to school. They're enrolled in some kind of online class. Because the one thing that we have known about black women, because I don't understand um, how you're saying this shit, because we have statistics to prove that we are out earning you and we are out educating you. In America. I don't know what's going on in the UK. That's where it sounds like you're from. But I'm, this is where I'm from. I'm from, I'm from America. And when in America, <laughs> uh, uh, black women are out earning you. So, sorry. I don't know what you're talking about on the phone, so on and so forth. It sounds like you're speaking from a place of hurt. And I'm sorry, sir. I hope I will. You should pick better women. Oh, my God. You should pick better women. Anyway, continue. Woo, child. Fletch. And again, as I said, bedrock. People out here living <laughs> in bedrock, pushing their stone wheel cars. Oof, the mindset of some of the folks out here. Um, and to just kind of piggyback off of that for the comment that was made, um, I don't know if this individual knows the history of at least what it was like for white women in America, which I kind of find somewhat ironic when we talk about white privilege, but white women at a certain point did not have it easy either. They were damn near property themselves. Obviously, drastic difference between what black Americans went through with what white Americans went through. And particularly, we talk about the women. Um, yeah, lie, there's, there's some distance in between the level of suffering, but that's not to say that white women had it all great and easy uh, before a certain time period in this country, so don't worry I don't think black women were trying to model ourselves after uh, a group of people that were damn near second class citizens themselves. So let's just be honest about that. That's not something that, that, that white women have had just this glorious time being women in America under their white husbands. It's, it's, it's so true because even when I see what was going on with white women during that time, they were definitely property. They were traded around. Sometimes the brother would die and they got to marry somebody else in the family. Like, yo, it used to be some, some nutty, nutty shit. So again, we have to realize that um, women are still not equal in this country. And especially when we talk about black women and black femmes and black trans people, we are always on the bottom. And that submission shit is not going to cut it, bro. We're making too much money. You say provide and protect. I get a a dog and a gun. Now what? So let's go ahead and uh, move on to uh, the next topic. And oh, Aaron. I was so glad when you brought this up, actually, um, because it's something I don't know if you've been uh, listening, but my nigga right here is an anarchist. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look, I, I'm tired. I'm, I'm 
I refuse to feel guilty for taking a week off of work. And because that's how strong capitalism is. It's like if you dare take a week off of work, oh, you need to get back and you're just being lazy and people just don't want to work anymore. It's like, no, motherfuckers are working two to three jobs and still can't pay their fucking bills. So this whole, oh my God, why is everyone quitting their jobs? Bitch, what do you think? <laughs> Bruh. And it's so funny because I remember walking into a restaurant the other day. I decided to go take myself on a date, you know, doing my single lady shit. And I see some, um, this uh, couple walk in. It's an older white couple and they sit down and there's not a lot of wait staff. It's why I sat at the bar. Um, so there's not a lot of wait staff. I didn't think to complain about it. I just sat where I knew I would be served, right? So these people are getting really upset. And all of a sudden I hear the woman saying, you know what? It's this new trend now. People just don't want to work. People just don't want to work. I don't understand. I don't know what's going on. And of course, they're getting closer and closer to me. Um, she was like, and I, and I still don't get it. And then she looks at me like I am supposed to give her confirmation. And I say, um, I'm pretty sure they're making $3.50 an hour. They probably left to start their own business. The minimum wage now, damn it, is still seven twenty-five. dollars <sighs> How can y'all be why? so blind? <laughs> and you wonder and why so, people are then- quitting. Bro, they went from essential workers to low-skilled workers within two years. You, 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 saw, you saw that transition? People saying, oh, well, I only make $15 an hour packing these boxes, and now they're making $15 an hour flipping burgers. I should be getting more. Again. Yes. No shit. What you think you're making now, you should be making more. I don't understand when people are well, he, why did I make $20 an hour making flipping burgers? Then that means I should, yes, you should be making more. Stop, like, y'all, why is this like, oh, well, that's just how it is. Girl, Bro. I'm not interested in that. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm so sick of it. Um, and before we play a video, there's a quote that I want to, um, to read you guys. Laziness is a myth invented by the ruling class in an attempt to keep the working class in line. Publicly shame us for our own natural instinct to conserve energy. You don't want to do nine hours of manual labor? You're lazy. Procrastination and avoidance are completely natural behaviors for humans. So yes, it's okay if you want to watch TV. (laughs) I need you to know that this is a system, a system that we have been plugged into. Indigenous people um, have like notoriously believed like the... like there's no job for you to do. The, the flower that blooms isn't told to bloom. They don't have to work to bloom, it just does. So the only thing that they just believe that they were supposed to do was just exist. We are bogged down by this purpose culture. Like I need a purpose, I have to be productive. I'm, if, if I'm not being productive 24 seven and what's gonna happen? Like we are, so brainwashed and I don't think I was really thinking about it until you know you've been kind of bringing it up because again you listen I was born in 87 like that's all I know is to work I've worked as soon like as soon as I left my mom's house um and I was and I was homeless and I was working um not for being gay by the way uh, but uh, but I was homeless and I was um I was reading tarot cards I was working at Barnes and Nobles I was working at I was walking dogs I was working at the at Palm Beach Improv, like I was doing everything. It's like all I knew, especially when you start out being homeless. Like I was thinking no one's going to know I'm fucking homeless. So I just worked. That's why it's like I say capitalism is an agent of white supremacy because 
especially like when I say things like black capitalism, when I say black people, so black billionaires, when I say black, like this is what I'm talking about because the slave masters did not see any value in the slaves, but only in what they could bring to the plantation. So it's like, as humans, we don't see any worth in just us, our existence, and what we can bring. So this whole, well, if you're making 15, I should be making this. Yes, you should. You really should. And, and, it's, and it should be your right to do so. And I don't care what type of work that you do. It's important. I'm tired of people looking at people who don't have college degrees or they went to a technical stool, school instead or they, they're HCVAC or the plumber. You're literally the people making the world turn, motherfucker. You don't get to talk to me like I'm a piece of shit because you went to school a little bit longer. Nigga, you're not a doctor. Like, listen, let me stop. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm actually going to tell you another story time uh, real quick. I was working at a vet hospital and I was like a, a tech slash uh, receptionist. And there was a doctor there who was going to remain nameless. But if he ever hears this, you know who the fuck you are. <laughs> I remember that he was... Um, looking at slides, because, you know, a lot of times you have to take, you know, fecal matter and stuff from the dogs, and you have to kind of look at it underneath the uh, microscope. And I remember one of the technicians was looking at it through the microscope, and they went to go ahead and mark it. And then um, the doctor comes up behind him. He was like, well, I don't believe that's what it is, so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, fix that for you. And, of course, the other kid who, by the way, has been doing this for, like, six, seven years, this is the doctor's first year of being in a vet hospital. Like, this nigga just left the Humane Society. You need to lower your voice. Um, but he's the doctor, right? And um, when the guy says, well, that's absolutely right, he says, why don't we trust the person with the degree? I remember... All they heard was the door slam because I had to go because I was going to say something. I had to I had to like get the fuck out of there because I was going to say something. And very quickly, I learned that the privilege, these, these privileged ass people like, yo, this shit is so disgusting. They look at you like you're nothing and they'll be nice to you in your face. Um, and in, in their mind, they're literally looking at you like you are beneath them. Mm-hmm. And then you want us to work for you. You wonder why you don't have staff? That's what, like, Are you for real? I feel like, because we, um, again, people are saying, well, this generation is lazy and people just don't want to work. I think what we're seeing is that people are slowly realizing that as a whole, working class people do have the power and they are taking that power back. And the only thing that people have at the top is money. But without that, what else do they have when it comes to the means of production? If everyone in Amazon, if every, if everyone that worked at Amazon left, what the fuck is that top that one person at the top going to do? Guess what? And you know what's worse? Do you know that the people who aren't receiving their packages would say, "These people just don't want to work." I can't believe it. And do you know why? Because your privileged ass is now inconvenienced. You don't give a fuck about the fact that that person's been working for 16 hours and had to go ahead and walk two miles to get to the bathroom. When I used to work at Amazon Warehouse, sorry, fuck you, Jeff Bezos. When I used to work at Amazon Warehouse, I used to go ahead and have to walk a mile and a half to get to the bathroom. God damn. You know, people were wearing Depends. There were people at the warehouse, young people who just couldn't stop to go pee. They were just like, fuck it. We're just wearing diapers in this bitch. Are you joking? I'm sorry, that just got me really heated. My bad. People are waking <laughs> up. People are really waking up. Like people are fucking tired. So no, 
uh, I'm not going to feel bad for taking a week off of work. You can honestly eat my ass and leave me the fuck mm. alone because I don't give a fuck. Like, uh, 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 100. There's just, like, there's just certain things that I'm just, I'm not going to play with you hoes no more. Argue with your fucking mammy and, uh, and read a book. I, I like, I would, I would like you to do both. That would be great. Because, like, people are questioning, like, hey, there are more than enough natural resources on this earth for everybody. Why do some have more than others? Well, we know why. But people are mm. sick and tired of that shit. So mm-hmm. when we're calling it out, now we're lazy for calling it out. <laughs> it's a mess. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's insane. Uh, Fletch to death. And look, I agree with you. You say anarcho-communist or anarcho-socialist or hell, even democratic socialist, you would have thought that you just said you were a cannibal and you wanted everybody else to be one the way the folks will look at you out here. (laughs) Like you're just a, a nihilist. And to me, I think that's just a shame that people don't understand the system we're in is not designed or created for fairness. It's not meant for people to have good quality of life. And I, I hope people would get more on board with understanding that for me, things like socialism um, present the idea that it's like nobody's poor and everyone has the opportunity to be rich. But nobody's poor. People cannot handle that. It's just some this unusual pecking order and hierarchy we've created amongst ourselves over the millennia. Um, there's multiple factors I think that include that. But it's just, just it's not working out. We've got to accept a certain level of equality in this world, in this country, and equ- and and that's kind of why I believe in socialism because I believe that anybody, if you want to get rich, you should be able to get rich but not the expense of somebody being poor. And that's the thing. Capitalism is no other way around that. When it comes to exactly. capitalism, you have to have people at the bottom to stay at the bottom so that the people at the top can stay on the top. That's how capitalism works. That's why I say black mm-hmm. people, this whole like, oh, you, everyone black can be a billionaire. I'm not interested in exploiting other black folks. Black capitalism is not going to save us. Sorry, Jay-Z. Sorry, Kanye. <laughs> They're so sad now, but no, for but for real though, like it's so crazy because then you get these hundredaires and these thousandaires who wants to defend these billionaires so damn hard over some shit you're never gonna get. The way the system is is built up, you don't get to go ahead and work as an Amazon warehouse and then end up owning Amazon. What do you think? What do you think? This like, system ain't gonna let that happen. It, <laughs> it 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 kills me. It fucking kills me, honestly. Is it natural for humans to work? Yes, but it's more so like surviving, like hunting and growing food and building building your homes. That's what we did most of our time on this earth until what last what few hundred years. Yeah, agreed. But that just really has to, to do with us existing. Those are the things that we needed to do in order to survive. We weren't trying to, like, we cut down trees for um, for us to get this little piece of wood, not so that we could provide paper to the whole world, so we have to have a whole deforestation and take down the Amazon, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and literally kill the earth trying to provide something that's profitable. And, and, that's, and that's really what capitalism is. It's always going to be the, at the expense of oppressed people and the environment every time. That's right. Like, I have no problem buying from black businesses. Let me say that again. I have no problem buying from black businesses. I just do my research on them to make sure to see what they're about and to make sure that mm-hmm. everyone is being treated fairly. Because, girl, 
I'm not interested. In, like, you know, I'm just not. Listen, <laughs> and, and and real talk, like if there was a black grocery store, like there's a lot of uh, amazing black things I would 100% support. But are Absolutely. you paying your workers? Like I can't go ahead and and support Puff Daddy because he put some black people on. They got fucking shafted. Those niggas got robbed. What did black What did black capitalism do in that situation other than step on the people who didn't have as much power? That's literally all it is. That's what it does. Now, girl, we have... Do you remember when it took Congress, I want to say, what, six months to debate about giving us a $600 stimulus? $600. That ain't oh, shit. That ain't shit. And it took them months to give us a $600 stimulus check when COVID first started. Get the fuck out of my face. (laughs) (laughs) While people in Canada have been getting like a $1,200 or $1,300 monthly check already. Like people and people had stopped um, collecting on debts. People had stopped evictions. America never did that. If that's not an example of capitalism, I don't know what is. During a pandemic. And look, we saw how COVID exposed how the system worked. Because, bitch, mm. the stock market crashed. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everybody's like, get back Look, uh, I'm new here. I'm just enjoying hearing some just, like, refreshing ideas. Um, keep talking. Right, so now we're... I, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying, but now we're just so locked into the system. And, and maybe I'm a drone, maybe I'm not. I don't know, but, like, it's like... We're just, like it's so embedded, we're so locked in that, like, reversal is almost, you know, like, we're, we're, uh, I'm almost defeated, you know what I mean? Like, I feel defeated, yeah. and and I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't at all, you know, I need to be stronger than that, I am stronger than that, we are stronger than that, it's not about me, um, anyway, sorry, 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 no, me, me, no, derail, I... or whatever. No, that was that that's such a great point because remember all of this knowledge, it's like now what do we do with it? Because it makes you feel helpless. Because it's not just one individual person who can change it. It's a whole fucking system. Like and and to tear down the system or to talk about tearing down the system is gonna have the FBI at my door. And I'm, I'm and I'm not made for jail. I will become somebody's bitch real quick. I'll hold the inside <laughs> of your pocket as long as I can be safe. So I'm not the one. But I really want people to understand what I feel like the first step is acknowledgement and also pushing back whenever we hear people talking about, oh, people are so lazy, so on and so forth. I need you to start quoting minimum wages in states. I need you to start like actually like naming the lawsuits. The fact that uh, there was this black guy who was working for Amazon and that nigga created a whole fucking union, the first union for Amazon. When I say I saw that shit, see, that is what we can be doing. But I'm not going to lie. Whatever spirit crawled up inside that nigga that they told him no more and had him showing up to these CEO offices dressed exactly the way he was dressed, did not give a fuck, shaking hands with niggas in suits. Sorry, your respectability policy got nothing to do with me. My people need money. Now what? Look, that's what I said. We have people, working class people, we have the power. And now we're seeing we like other, Amazon, other places of Amazon warehouses are starting like this labor union thing now. Starbucks, yep. all these people. So we do, like, I know it's scary shit. There's power. Like, capitalism is so strong. It's scary as fuck uh, because, bitch, I got bills and I have a family. Like, I have kids. It's some scary shit. I understand. But sometimes you just have to rip the bandaid off and be like, look, 
And but you know what? That's another thing that I really want to be able to do in the future as soon as we get big enough is to create a fund just for people who want to divest. Mm-hmm. For create a fund for people who they know that like listen, my job is treating me like shit. I'm not I'm not getting any of what I'm supposed to be getting. There's people who didn't even get sick leave. There's people who did like do you understand how fucked up that is in the time of a pandemic? You fire like still getting evicted. If we could create a fund that would be able to have that person be able to at least go through a couple months of their bills and like I don't know how we'd be able to do that but uh, be able to give people a chance because you can't just tell somebody go quit your job and go fight for your rights because they got kids to feed. Right. They got bills to pay. They got to keep the water on. And and so it's like it's so it's like uh, it's hard for me to ask you to do something that I'm still trying to figure out how to do. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a read. Earth is ghetto. I wanna leave it. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey, Aaron. <laughs> hey, Sid. Is it hey, natural for humans to work? Lord have mercy. That's a good question. Um, I think not within the system of capitalism. Um, mm. I don't think it's natural for that. There should be um, that part. other things implemented in the way that we work. Um, but I don't think capitalism is the way. Because I feel like, uh, honestly, I, I have one point I was like, I wish we still had the bartering system. Because I know I feel like that created community as well. But I always love no. y'all topics. You know I love y'all. Just wanted to slide through. Hey. Hey, Period. Hey, girl. Oh, oh my goodness. It, but, it, you um, know. This is, this is kind of off topic, kind of not. But um, oh, now I just left. Go ahead, girl. I oh, okay. I was it's say. all right. No, 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 no. It'll come back. It'll come back. We got to put positive energy into it. Yeah. Um, but I, one of the things that I was actually um, going to say was, um, I feel like that's been the um, pattern in our answers, you know, if, if, if from our um, listeners. Like, yes, it may be natural for us to work, but not within the confines of capitalism. So I have to argue to say, is it really work though? When your own, when you are working to just provide for your your family, and it's and you're not like having to go out and and put out gas and petrol and pollution, you're just gardening. You're growing your food. You're shooting your animals. You're bartering, just like Issa said, the bartering system. Oh, well, I got a cow. He got a goat. You know, let's see what we can do. Like those simplistic ways. So, yes, it is work because you have to work in order to keep up your existence. But it's not on this global level of you need to make some type of profit that really benefits nobody but the 1%. And we wouldn't have a 1% if that's the way we were all still living. Mm. That's what I'm saying, like, money or quote-unquote money is a hypothetical Mm. concept that humans have created due to greed. It doesn't really exist, to be honest. Joe Biden could, because notice how he pushed the student loan shit again. He pushed the deadline (laughs) to start it. No one's paying that shit, Joe. You have the power, (laughs) to be honest, to get that shit away. It's just numbers on the fucking screen. No one's going to pay your shit. People are still getting evicted during a pandemic. People and the reason for getting evicted is because they have COVID, they can't go to work, or they do have COVID and they're still going to work because, again, mm, capitalism. I got bills to pay. So listen, 
they, now they're treating COVID like it like it don't even exist no more. Like we, we're not even in a pandemic anymore because guess what? They need you to get your ass to work. It's why Biden wants to take away work from home jobs. You're really trying to destroy niggas mental out here. Uh, that, that's that's really where uh, that's where I am on it, honestly. Uh, Wilson. Since they're getting rid of the daytime show, The Real, what they need to do is put y'all on it in that time slot. <laughs> being on here. Ooh. Girl, they wouldn't want us on there. Me and Sydney too radical. Listen, we you Wilton, you know damn well they're not putting us on ABC. ABC family, Look, you know we're not going on. We <laughs> don't. We are not. We don't believe in respectability <laughs> policy. Yeah, it's not going to work. What's going to end up happening is we're going to end up creating our own Black Queer channel and then being able to put more stuff on there um, because we already know, we have to realize that. Um, that even though that it looks lucrative and it looks nice to have that much space, a lot of the um, values that we would have to bend in order to be there. There's a reason why Amanda Seals was only on the reel for a year. The bitch was shaking the table every fucking episode. Her facial expressions were enough for you to know that she was disrespecting the fuck out of you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, <laughs> um, so, and you have to realize, and she had to leave because she realized she couldn't continue to bend her shit just to go ahead and fix this audience. And what did she do? She made Smart, Funny, and Black. And now Smart, Funny, and Black is her whole fucking platform. And that's what we need to realize that we need to do. We're not, I don't want a seat at your table. My table's going to be so amazing, you're going to want to sit at mine. That, is, mm. that has to be our mentality at this point because that is what's going to make us change and assimilate. What would make us change and assimilate? It would just mean that we'd be getting sued. So let's do this uh, on on our own platform one day. But I love your energy, Will. So he want to see us be famous and be great. And I love it. Okay. Thank you. Ciao. Eddie. Hey, look, I'm walking to work right now. I work at Giant. I live in Northern Virginia. Okay. I put dairy products on the shelves so people here in Northern Virginia can get what they need at their store. I get paid twelve fifty. Okay. And when I tell you, it's hard work. I'm in a fucking freezer for probably, I don't know, we'll just say four hours out of my day. I'm like literally in a freezer. Um, and I'm grateful. Here's the thing. I get hours. I, I'm getting, you know, dude, I, dude, I'll just be wide open, whatever. <clears throat> you know, I make like 400 and some, well, like 400 and something a week. You know, I got to pay child, child support already comes out of that. So that's like my take home. Then I pay more child support on top of that. But I don't have many other expenses. I do live with my mother. Um, but it's like, that's even that, like I'm locked into that live. system, right? Because my mother takes care of me. I'm yeah. It's, it sucks. It's sad out here. Like, that's I live why, with like, my mama too. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. I was like, yeah. Like, listen, and that's another thing. Like, I, we have to understand that we are in such heavy constraints right now. Did you hear that shit? That man works, tw uh, works uh, obviously to eight hours, spends half of it in a freezer, and he's only making twelve fifty an hour doing manual fucking labor. That's disgusting. And he has to pay child support out of that. Like, think about, oh my god. How is he supposed to provide for anybody? Where the fuck is he supposed to live off of that? Meanwhile, they're still making it, they're having a debate still about if they want to make the minimum wage $15 an hour. Which still ain't shit. Still can't pay our bills off of that, Joe. 
still can't pay bills at fifteen dollars an hour. To be honest, in the state of unfortunately I'm in Alabama, y'all. When I moved, I'm from Jamaica, but then I moved to this country and now we decide we want to stay in the Bible Belt. Yes, the cost of living is cheaper, but it still sucks here. But in the state of Alabama, to be honest, a livable wage is thirty. Should be, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So this whole oh, fifteen, that's kind of pushing it. No, the fuck it ain't. It's really not. It's really not. And especially since you're losing employees, why don't you pay the employees that you have? Give them appreciation for staying. Well, but they don't think like that. They're just like, why aren't you following in line? Why aren't you falling in line? That's the only question in their mind. Because it's the fact that the fact that I gave you the fact that you have a job, you should be grateful that I'm giving you breadcrumbs. Oh. You should be grateful that you have a job in the first place. That's what that's what I hear. Well, they went you wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for these billionaires. Bitch, I'm not trying to hear that shit. Bro, but that's also something we tell ourselves to make us feel better about having to go to that fuck-ass place. Listen, it's better than not making no money. It's better than uh, being broke. It's better than this. And we try to, like, this is why we romanticize labor. Because it sucks so much. It's why we always romanticize, oh, well, you have to work hard. And and my mom worked uh, 60 hours and had five jobs and so on and so forth. I'm like, nigga, why is that a flex? Is Is that why therapy? I hustle this whole hustle culture of hustle, hustle, hustle. I'm not trying to celebrate that shit. I'm not celebrating working 90 hours a week and still can't pay my fucking bills. Why is that something I want to brag about? Bro, it's so sad where we are right now. We are brainwashed. This, the, that hustle culture that you're talking about, we have been brainwashed to be like, guess what? No days off during the pandemic. So you didn't start your own business? Nah, nigga, I was depressed. <laughs> You like that, yeah. I literally mental health crisis, and that is a thing. Like, it, like especially being black in this fucking country, and capitalism is not good for our mental health already. So, because you're staying home, you can't work. Everybody's still calling for their fucking money, and you want me to go ahead and be like, you know what? The answer to this, YouTube University. I'm gonna find something on there. It's gonna take me out of poverty. I need you guys to be realistic. And also realize that it's okay to slow down. It's okay to take two days off. It's okay to go ahead and tell your uh, company, listen, I'm having boundaries and I need more time. Tell me why that's fucked up. No, it's only fucked up because it's reference to what they feel is their production. But when we look in other countries that are not uh, the US, we look at Italy, we look at all kinds of usually European countries that say that, oh, they send their uh, workers home for a siesta for like three hours, then they come home and then they come back to work and work the last half of their day. They get like, almost like, what was it? They said um, 12 weeks of vacation. Nigga, we can't even get two. They get paid maternity leave and they say happy workers means better production. When in America, that production just means longer hours. Girl, it's a mess. I'm just saying. All right, let's get through some of these messages. Uh, Eddie. Okay, let's see. Okay, so the question is, are the humans naturally made to work? Or should, and I like what I just heard about the bartering. Communal living, I think, you know, I've kind of done that. I've also, like, my friend has a farm kind of close by, like, maybe an hour away. And, you know, if there was more of that around, if people were, like, working to really sustain themselves like 
not like going to a big box store and getting everything I need and going home and making my dinner. You know, like I have to make my shelter, I have to make my food, I have to. <laughs> if we went back to that, you know, I think there would be more sense of community because right now it's like everybody's out, everybody just gets what they need for themselves. I'm guilty of that as well. Yeah, we all like, are. We all are. Ain't nobody innocent. It's the uh, conditioning of the world. I don't know, dude. It's it's true. It's the it's the conditioning. It's about what you can bring to a company. It's about what you can what what what's your profit margin? Slave to massive Come on. You're only valuable if I know what you can bring. I'm only valuable if I know what you can do for me. And I'm gonna give you pennies that still aren't gonna do enough for you while I make um, um, so many times over the profit just off of your body being there. Let's, we got, uh, listen, uh, we're gonna play these messages. We're gonna uh, move on to the next topic, but I need people to understand that it is okay to question these things. When we run into the older generation and this is the way we think and they think, and they look at us like we've just lynched a town, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I need you to know that it's okay. Uh, money isn't it called fiat? Uh, oh, I couldn't hear that one, boo. Groovy. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Sid. I just wanted to um, bring up really quickly um, the case of the ants and the bees. Um, at any given time, um, often half of a colony is not working. And so when it comes to ants and bees, about half of them work and half of them I do very little and um, I think this provides a certain amount of balance but it also helps um, make sure that the colonies stay alive because um, workers are in danger because they're um, under high levels of environmental stress right so if something wild happens there's a, a large backup of labor um, on hold. So, yeah, even ants and bees, half of them aren't working at any given time. Right. Absolutely. Like, girl, because if we're all burnt even in out, nature. even in nature, if we're all, if the whole colony is burnt out, <laughs> what the, how the fuck is How are we supposed to accomplish anything? So it doesn't even make sense in for animals to work as much as we do. Like, come on. What's up, Aaron? What's up, Sid? How y'all doing? What's up, everybody in the room? What's up? Uh, I, I hear y'all, and the shit is terrible i i agree uh the celebration of like shit pay and shit work is not something that i'm for although i will say like i don't think so like you guys keep going back to like okay mr biden listen no one liked biden he was a better choice than what we had uh the whole politic thing is fucked up so like it's on to us to be better consumers it's on to us to be better citizens we like I have to believe otherwise there's no reason for anything I have to believe that we're the ones that put the people in the power that make the good decisions so if we have to be unfortunately more active in government which is boring as shit they need to make it a phone app that we can vote for who the fuck we want uh yeah anyway but they don't want that that's too much power to the people much love y'all let's go listen and you know what I, I completely agree but I also uh, I want to give you another side of it because I don't necessarily disagree with what you said. I believe that we need to take more responsibility as consumers, but how much how much of an impact can we have when the companies themselves 
are doing what they're doing because we us as as consumers um we can only do so much if the if these bad products are everywhere and remember we're broke we're all broke so how are we supposed <laughs> to go out of our way i'm sorry <laughs> i don't know if, oh, he knows i don't mean to start a pain but yeah so but um like we we also sometimes don't have the time because we work so much to even be able to make these types of decisions. Do you know how often I wish that everybody would divest from regular banks? Like I've been credit unions for a long time because I saw how many banks were investing in the Dakota pipeline and all that other shit. But you have to understand that sometimes these bank accounts are actually attached to these niggas jobs and they can't just go ahead and break the, dis the uh, bank account. They can't just divest. When the system is built in this way, like the consumer can only do so much. And I feel like I do agree that we need to be uh, more involved in especially local government. And I hope that's something that we can possibly do in the future, but that with all the voter suppression, like, dude, they're making it so hard. They have their foot on our necks at every, at every turn. And I, damn, I feel like I made it just more depressing. He was trying to be hopeful. <laughs> My bad. Well, look, we get the vision. We, get, we definitely get the vision. Yeah, most but, definitely. Yeah, but uh, it's it's one of those sticky subjects. But which also kind of leads me to um, the next topic. Um, I feel like we also have to realize that when we are looking at politics and when we are looking at voting, it really is a, a scary. Um, it's almost like a scary prospect because part of me still doesn't know if it's real. Like, is is, this, is what I'm doing actually affecting something? Is what I'm doing actually going to be something? And I feel like a lot of times, and this is going to sound fucked up, a lot of times we see Black politicians and we automatically think, oh, they're going to help us because they understand what it's like to be Black and being living in this country and, and they're going to try and make things better for us. And a lot of times I always think to myself, how good is Black representation if those people don't care about us either. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 ben Carson. I'm not going to get into how much that shit hurt me. But um, uh, um, uh, 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 Herman Cain, um, I suppose RIP, is he dead? Anyway. Candace, um, Candace but, Owens. Candace, Candace Owens, Condoleezza Rice, um, a lot of times Colin Powell. Um, like we, we're looking, and especially when it comes to um, black politicians, and I don't mean to name just conservatives, because there are black there are black liberals on our uh, on our side that I don't trust either. And I'm not going to pretend like we we have to pretend that either of these parties are for us. Neither, like, They're yeah, I'm glad you said that. But um, as black people, neither party is for black folks. I'm I'm sorry to tell you that neither party okay. is dedicated to ending white supremacy, both parties uphold imperialism, and it's an oligarch. And capitalism. So, and capitalism. So, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to be negative Nancy over here, but I'm, that's just, let's just be realistic. When it comes to black people, Republicans spit in your face, Democrats spit in your food. I don't want the spit, period. You know, we want to be spit free over here. And I also feel like a thing that people um, have to notice is a lot, at least, and you know what, it's something that I have to notice. Like, I'm gonna speak for me personally. When um, I when I see black politicians, a lot of times they're not the ones advocating for the things that I am most interested in. Do you know who was advocating for the things I was most interested in? Bernie Sanders, um, Elizabeth Warren, 
um, and not because of uh, and only because of what they were trying to do with the presidency, where they wanted because um, how many uh, black politicians do we see come out in um, favor of universal health care, of universal education, of like how often. So I'm just saying a lot of times if they're in that same um, um, mindset, it becomes myopic. Like it, I feel like it really gets to a point where it's like it just feels like we're just voting for the same thing over and over and it's just lobbyists and capitalism and just different faces that are supposed to make us feel like we may get help one day. And I know that sounds fucked up, but that's how I feel. <laughs> if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Oh my God. <laughs> that's just still, oh my goodness. You know how hard it was to cast that shit after he said that shit? I was just like, oh my God. Um, but Look, we, we uh, look, like, I understand because he was better than the orange tangerine. But... He was. <laughs> listen, listen. If it was between Velveeta Voldemort and a rock, I would have voted for the rock. So, uh, and I don't mean Dwayne Johnson. I mean an actual piece of cement. I would have voted for that. So I, we had no choices. So we're, so we're not going to go ahead and pretend otherwise. But at the same time, it's like, do you know how fucked up it is to go ahead and constantly give especially the black queer community, a choice between diarrhea and bloody diarrhea every single year. Just figure out what type of diarrhea do you want? You're just like, I guess I want the diarrhea without the blood, please. And now we got right. I just want us to like, I'm no longer interested because yes, okay, we have a black Supreme Court and I'm like, she got confirmed. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's not going to, I'm not too, too excited about that because I have no desire in seeing myself being represented and an institution of like what's of white supremacy because like I'm that doesn't excite me because I guarantee you they ain't gonna let her go up there and say no Black Lives Matter or I'm rooting for everybody Black and all this other stuff. We you have to um, be up here and appeal to whiteness in order to be not to confirm for that. And uh, honestly, and think about how the confirmation even went. They were trying to trip her up mm -hmm. with with liberal or queer ideas or critical race theory just to see how far she would bend. And because she was so poised and she was able to give them all of these amazing answers that still fit within the bounds of what they thought was still respectable. And I'm just going to say, first of all, I... Uh, I can't pretend I didn't feel an internal sense of pride watching that woman do what she did oh, yeah. to come for me. Listen, I'm not, we're we not going to play these games. Every time she was on me, I'm like, yes, bitch, read it. Lubricate. Period. Read that hoe. Every, every time I saw. But again, we walk and chew gum at the same time over here. So that means as much as I was so happy to be able to see her confirmation, I'm very skeptical as to what kind of change she can possibly make for black people, for black queer people, as a black Christian woman, I don't know. Mm. And I'm not gonna pretend that I do. And I don't And I don't think that, and for me to say that, a lot of people would be like, I tried to say something online and people were like, oh, you're so anti-black. I know what I've lost is faith because I've seen a pattern through history. Like why are we so, so you want me to just, so I'm anti-black for calling out, hey, I don't think I want to choose the lesser of the two white supremacists or like, mm. or I don't think I want to celebrate being an, of like an agent of this white supremacist institution. Like, Oh my God. So she's Kamala Harris. She's black. Even though this institution is very much not for us as a whole. I talked to my constituents. I talked to the, the best of the American people. We know what they mean when they say that. 
Oh, they're constituents. <laughs> no, bro. We still have here, people. Bro. We still have white people in Congress that was alive during the Jim Crow era, and even before that, making decisions about the quote-unquote American people. Girl, I was going to say something else, but I ain't got time for the FBI to be. Oh, listen, I was about to say, like, listen, this is we we trying to keep this. We trying to make this bigger. Not not. I don't want to make it from jail. Uh, but listen. <laughs> But um, I feel like one of the things that I really need people to um, understand, at least in reference to my perspective about this, is that I've never not seen Black people do something amazing on whether it was TV, sports, video, and not be able to be like, yo, that is so dope. We are so amazing. Because we are, it's a fact. But if you think that I believe that that's impossible to infiltrate, that it's impossible to use that person as a puppet. Like, I'm sure there were more things that Obama wanted to do while he was in office, but what did he do while he was in office? He dropped a lot of bombs. On black and brown folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, That's what I'm saying. Like, imperialism, like, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Like, I can say, yes, it's good that to see representation, but we, it's still very much we, like, you know, we have to side eye what that representation is actually going to represent. And that remains to be seen. And that's just the truth of the matter. So um, as much as I look on it with pride, anytime I see black people doing something amazing, when I see white people coming for their throats, I'm always going to be like, yo, I, I, I think what you did is amazing. But if you think that I'm looking on it, because that's the, that's how people kind of get ro- roped into stand culture. We think just because you're there and you're supposed to represent something, that means that you do. But then we get people like Trey Songs, and then we get people like R. Kelly, and then we get people like Bill Cosby, who we always just believed because of what they were supposed to represent. And then when we call them out for the behavior, oh, you're anti-Black, are you trying to tear down the Black man? This motherfucker... Is a child molester. I, why can't I just call that out? Like, like, I don't like, understand. <laughs> you have to realize, but you have to understand that when people say that, you have to say, well, I'm on the side of the Black community, not the singular Black man. Right. That's just the way it goes. I'm looking at the community. I'm looking at the whole. I'm looking at all of the people who have been assaulted. That's whose side I'm going to be on, period. And um, if they feel like, oh, they always talk about some conspiracy theory because, you know, emasculate and, and, you know, R. Kelly should be free, whatever. I'm just letting you know right now that that lets me know that you are also an enemy of the Black community and I shouldn't be fucking with you either. Mm. That's all that means to me. All skin for AK. And when people come out, mm, when they come out the side of your neck, just remember, predator tease. What are you agreeing with? <laughs> That's all. So, girl, you remember that next time you tell your daughter to West change her outfit when her uncle's about to come over, and I call her, mm. call, uh, call you out like, girl, why should she have to change her outfit when her racist ass uncle's about to come over? Well, you anti-black, and you just don't like the black man, girl. I'm calling out the bullshit, and you can't take it. That's what it really boils down to almost every single time. And that's what's up. Um, it gives us something to talk about because the straights are constantly losing their mind. And that's okay. Uh, we going to listen. Do we have any more uh, voice notes to listen to before we go ahead and get out of here? Because I got to start work, y'all. I'm so sad. But I do. Yeah. Right. As consumers, it's, we're already, because these companies already control what we consume, we're already, you know, 
the herds already they've gotten it in control. But like it, I agree, there is like a, a brighter side to it. We do there are choices we can make in our day to day lives that may be so small that can trickle down to these companies and affect these companies. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, you know, like you can make, we can make little choices and sorry, I haven't said hello to everybody. Um, again, hi, I, I appreciate y'all, you know, appreciate your band, brains and your beings. Um, all right. Thanks for putting a smile on my face. <laughs> of course. That's what we try to do over here. We try to, you know, just make everyone's day better with laughter and knowledge, you know, and you know, community. Cause it's hard out here for a pimp. It's hard going out into these streets and all the misogyny, the bullshit, the capitalism, the massage noir, the black femicide. Like, nigga, I could go on. So the least that we can have is a platform that we can at least talk about it and be comfortable and breathe and know that, guess what? You can't come up into this space talking crazy because this is a black queer podcast. Period. Literally awesome. black and queer at the same motherfucking time. Like, all day. girl... Because oftentimes we are not represented, like, yes, LGBT folks, but not black LGBT folks. And that's exactly a, that's the white LGBTQ. Thank you. Because we're still not being seen. Like, y'all forget we're black sometimes. <laughs> because, girl, <laughs> again, folks think they're being gay is a white thing for some reason. But um, Listen, yeah. we won't go there. We have, we have articles on the website in case you want to realize some things, in case. <laughs> um, anyway. Dude, it just gives me anxiety to think about it because it's like, on one hand, you have, yeah, if you don't work, you know, you're not producing, you're not doing anything, you're nobody. But then you have the other side of pulling you like, yo, you got to get out here. You got to get after it. You got to, you got to make a way for yourself. You got to, you know, you got to, got to, got to, got to. Dude, it literally drives me crazy. It almost paralyzes me in fear. Okay. Like, and I'm just being honest, dude. Like, that's how I've, I've walked around, you know, 38 years of my life. Paralyzed by like, what fucking choice do I make? Okay. Mm. How long does it take anybody to pick a fucking box of cereal up from the grocery store? That's the type of anxiety I have. Mm. Oh, listen, it's why I made it to where I can work from home because that type of anxiety is exactly what I went through. This shit is paralyzing. And I just want to let you know that should be validated and that's real. You shouldn't be told that you're lazy because you're told you're actually saying that you're mentally going through something. Stay away from those people who say that shit to you, by the way. They're fucked up. Right. Absolutely. Well, I think that wraps up everything for the Earth Together podcast. Um, you can follow me and Sydney on Instagram, which is in both of our bios. And you can follow our Earth is Ghetto podcast Instagram page, Earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. Same for our TikTok as well. And you can listen to our Earth is Ghetto podcast on Spotify, Amazon, Audible, and hopefully pretty soon uh, Apple. <laughs> yeah, and on Anchor as well. Oh, and on Anchor. But uh, yeah, girl, we, we doing some things out here. Black Queer podcast. Listen. We are, we are it. I'm about to start getting way more into the community and start going to like more drag shows and meeting the people so we can really start putting the podcast out there to the community where it belongs. So thank y'all so much for being here. Y'all are so dope. Remember being queer is African to the they's, the she's, the bays. All of you are wonderful. Doses. Goodbye, niggas and friends.